With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. bi-weekly WNBA podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos and Outlet Pass. My name is Corey. Chris is out for the day. I got Bailey with me. Bailey, how are you? Doing okay. Um, you know, just making it work on Tuesday instead of Monday. It's weird. Yeah, I appreciate you adjusting your schedule. It was a very long weekend for me. All good, I, I, well, other than the result of what, of what we'll get to. But uh, for my bachelor party, if I alluded to it last week on the pod, but uh I was right. <laughs> my uh, brother took me to my first WNBA game for my bachelor party. So it was it was a nice trip for us to go to D.C. and we had a great time. So we're going to get into that a little bit today and then some of some some other a couple other things to get into. So do you want to start yes. with my game or do you want to get into the other stuff first? Um, well, before we get into anything, uh, hope Kirsten gets well soon. She'll be back with for us sure. soon. If you follow her on Twitter, send her some get well soon messages or something she's not feeling good uh but yeah Corey, tell us about your weekend in the the dc game it was a ton of fun like i as i said to my brother whenever like i kind of figured it out because he'd been asking me a bunch of questions about like well who do you like and i was like well chad doesn't care so um i knew that something was up and then i like whenever one of my boys let's slip that we were going to dc i was like well that's probably too convenient that the sun are in DC at that time. But um, the arena was really cool. They were having uh, their first ever hall of fame for the mystics induction ceremony. Uh, it was the 25th anniversary to the day of their first game. So that was pretty cool. That's and, very cool. Yeah. 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 So like, it's a lot of stuff like, I mean, I, I know who uh, holds claw is, but like, uh, I didn't know the other two players, but that's, it, it was still kind of cool to kind of embrace some of the history of the team. And you saw a lot of people showed out and and stuff from that era, so it was kind of cool to see all the old retro jerseys for the for the Mystics and stuff like that. And uh, didn't get the best performance for my team, but that's part of the fun, though, right? Like I, I think that I, I had a ton of fun as I, I just actually finished up a clip thread, uh, so anyone who follows me on Twitter will see that. But like, it was a really cool game for like Nia Cloudon because we were in garbage time for so much of the game that we actually got to see extended minutes for her, so that was pretty cool. Uh, in the first half, it felt like Elena Deladon was just never going to miss a single shot. So that was that was cool too, right? So like whenever I, I found out we were going to Washington, I was like, well, I hope I hope EDD plays. I know she she tends to rest like every once in a while, so it was nice to actually get to see her play. So all in all, a great time. The arena was awesome. Just the vibe the vibe was a blast. So um, absolutely can't wait to go to another game. But um, I got my jersey, got the the Shakira Austin Rise jersey, so. It was a good time overall. Yeah, and, you know, even though it wasn't for your team, you got to see EDD 
have a great game. We we've talked about her before and how you as a younger fan haven't quite seen her at her peak. Um so you got to see a somewhat vintage performance from her. First half at least. The first yeah. half she had fifteen points and I, I thought that she was never gonna miss a shot. So Yeah, and it's it's funny just talking about her and hearing you talk about her as a younger fan, like I don't expect her to miss any shot she ever takes. Like every time I watch yeah. her play, it, it just everything just looks so good, just so smooth, so mechanically sound, and never rushed. Never. It doesn't matter the defense. She's just every shot looks the same. Yeah, no, I I, and I agree with you. Like obviously, like she's an efficient nightmare, right? But like, it's it's different watching it on TV and then seeing it in person when you're rooting yeah. for the other team and you're just like, yeah, maybe never mind. Okay, maybe the run will start here. Never mind. It just there yeah. there was nothing they could do early on, and it just it was funny because I'm sitting there trying to the, the four people that went with me have no connection to the W. I think three of them don't even like basketball at all, but they went for for this, and I was like, I, I know you guys don't understand this, but the Sun are arguably, if not the best offensive team in the league, the second best. It depends on the day and the, and the offensive rating and things like that. Um, and they had 27 points. It, almost halftime I believe it was it was just nothing was falling nothing was working and on the other end uh Washington was hitting everything and I, that was possibly the best game I've seen from Washington all year I, I think they're we've talked about how whether what level of contender we really think they are I think you're higher on them than I am but like whenever like performances like that one or why I understand why somebody would be so high because good lord when they are when they are clicking they are terrifying and the defense was actually even more impressive than the offense. It felt like they were just swallowing up every possession. So um, it was cool, though. Uh, like, I'm, I'm not going to focus on the result because I, I think it's about more than that. I, I was happy to finally get to go, and you just appreciate the game so much more when you're there in person. So yeah. I can't. I cannot wait to go again. And hopefully you'll be able to go again before um, the season ends. Like Maybe you'll catch another game this, this season. I'm going to do my best. I don't know that I will have a chance just because of we're what, 81 days until the wedding. So at this point I'm, I'm running, I'm running out of time, but uh, I might try to make something happen. As you should, as you should, but I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, happy bachelor weekend to you, even though I'm late on it and uh, 80, 81 days. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, so that happened for you. And then around the league, things have been, kind of quiet yeah um the biggest news that i can think of off the top of my head we had kalia copper and asia wilson named players of the week both very well deserved Ka had an a, a incredibly good week from when i was watching her um i noticed that maybe not more than usual but she looked very confident shooting the ball and particularly they used her as a corner shooter a good bit this year or not this year, this week, part of me. And it really allowed her to get some rhythm, but also make her plays using her athleticism on those closeouts on that corner. And that adds an interesting wrinkle to the sky offense, which we're already very high on. And then Asia, Asia is just having one of those years. I predicted her as my MVP preseason and I'm, I'm still Standing I feel by good that. about that. Yeah. yeah, I definitely feel good about that. Um, Daniel Artest over at 94 by 50 tweeted earlier that Asia already has MVP and defensive player of year on lock this early in the season. Called 
he I saw some people giving them um some flack for that and I don't know if I'm gonna say it's on lock, but especially defensive player, I don't think her brand of defense will be appreciated like that to say it's on lock. However, I do think I would have her in first place on both of those categories right now. Um I do think she has more competition in the MVP category than the defensive player right now, but we're only just over a third of the way through the season, not even halfway there. I'm not calling anything a lock, but I'm not flipping out of that take. And I I don't think people like one thing I've been seeing as of late, you and I've talked about this a little bit, like it seems like people are really holding people having opinions against them. I saw people starting to say like, Oh, their podcast isn't good because he's tweeting out this opinion. Da, 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 da. I'm like, you can still cover, you can still cover a league and have an opinion. You can turn like, uh, in my opinion, I think we do this pretty well. Like you can turn your bias on and off. You can yeah. flip from objective to subjective. Uh, we need to be and so if he wants to tweet his personal opinion and then go on a pod and argue differently like okay cool I just I don't I don't think that should be held against and that's our whole point of covering the league is to have our opinions and formulate our analysis but, but what do you think about the players of the week well so I missed I, I didn't hear exactly when you said he said that but uh if nothing else this week definitely made made his case a little bit stronger with her averaging what, 25 points six and a half rebounds, two and a half assists, three blocks and a steal and a half. Like she had a couple threes in the last game. She's like, I don't know. I, I just, I think it's very hard to argue. Like not like you said, I put, I put it in one of the clips that I just put up because it was, it was a Kelsey Mitchell or sorry, a Kelsey Plum uh, clip. And it's like, is Kelsey Plum the MVP of the league? Also, is she even the MVP of her team? And I, right. you could say that about like two other aces too, right? That's what's kind of crazy is I think that, I think Asia to me has been the best player in the league so far this season, but you could detract from her MVP candidacy because she has two other MVP candidates on her team, right? They're going to, that, that could cannibalize their cases. So I think that's to me, the biggest argument against any of them is gosh, they're loaded. How, how can you pick any of them to be the most valuable to delineate from the rest? So I, I like, I think she's been phenomenal. I'm not taking anything away from her. It's just tough in terms of defense. I think you're right. I think that, she deserves the credit. Will she get it? It's tough because, like, this was the rare week where it was the counting stats. Not that she ever is, like, incredibly lacking, but it's, it, she's never, like, off the charts consistently with that, right? It's more just about, like, you have to be watching and locked in on every game to see just how she fully affects things. And because she is their de facto center in a lot of cases, and she's able to sit there and just kind of, like, shift things so demonstrably. So I don't hate either of those picks. I'll be making my picks uh, for the halfway point later this week, because uh, we're somehow already right around there. Some teams have already played 18, or some have played like 15, so we're getting into that range right now. Um, and she's definitely going to be in the conversation for that award. I think she's been phenomenal. I, I think it's... I, I agree with you. I think calling any awards a lock at this point, or anything really, a lock at this point. Like I think the Aces have been the best team so far, but I don't think they're a lock to win the title or anything like that. You know what I mean? So I think that... It's fun. It's a lot of fun to watch that. I, I think you quibble with the wording, but I don't think you wouldn't really quibble with the opinion that she's been yes. in that, like, like been that so far. I, I totally yeah. understand that. Yeah. I'm, I'm always very hesitant to speak on such extremes that anything is a lock. 
because we've seen that nothing is ever a lock. I mean, really and truly, like I've, we've, I don't know about you. I've been watching sports for a long time, and I, I could probably count on one hand the number of times where I've seen the preseason or running through the season favorite win. Very rarely. Yeah, like very rarely does that happen. And I mean, I'm I'm just usually not an extremist like that anyway. I don't like to speak on extremes as much as I can. Sometimes I do, you know, but I try not to too often. And um, well, I'd also say it's hard to say lock because how often is there even like a unanimous? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, it's just that's where it's like to me. Like if it was that easy, then we would get unanimous every year and and, and right. stuff like that. And that's just not real. I mean, and if we had talked about like after the first two weeks of the season. Ryan Howard was a lock for rookie of the year. I still think she's the favorite, but Melissa Smith's been phenomenal in Indiana. And Shakira's been she, great. Yeah. So, I mean, don't sleep on Rebecca Gardner. Uh, that's exactly what I was just going to say. Whether or not you want to call her a rookie, she's a rookie and she's been fantastic as well. Like, I, I and like, there's other rookies that have, have shown flashes. I don't think that they can push for rookie of the year, but this class is really cool. And like, it, it's very easy to just get caught up in the moment of, Whoa, this looks awesome right this moment. Lock. And 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 I know Atlanta's dealing with some injuries right now, so that's also hurt Ryan's current play is like you know what I mean, because she was benefiting from the team around her as well. Not I didn't think we'd say that at the beginning of the year, but they've played very well together. So those right. injuries have kind of sidetracked things, right? Right. But I don't know. So, I think that we're in the midst of a very fun season, if nothing yes, else. And, absolutely. And, I think it's funny that we could come on here every week, and other than the Aces just kind of continuing to be dominant, we could talk about whatever, whoever, whoever's week it was this week, right? And that's what I think was so cool. Like these player of, player of the weeks, I think that the only person you really could have made a case for, and I don't think either of us would make this case, but I mean, we've got to be honest. Arike Agumbawala had a pretty good week, right? She did. She absolutely did. And I, I think that we're seeing her defend a little bit more. We're seeing her pass a little bit more. Uh, I think that. That I, I'm not, I'm still not a fan of the way that Dallas plays, and I, I don't make any, I, I don't think there's any been any secret of that on this podcast. We just literally did a podcast last week talking about all of the issues there, but they're starting to click a little bit. I don't know that they're going to be able to like push into the top of the standings, but they're looking steadily better, and a lot of that is because of the play of her and Marina Mabry together. So I got to give that shout out there if we're going to be fair. The rare time that we're fair to Enrique Agumbawale. Yeah, no, I accidentally like. Um, on their game on the 15th, I tweeted, if she played like that every game, I would like her a lot more. Yeah. Because literally she just like, she has her moments. She has her stretches. The first half of that game was fantastic. I thought she played perfectly. It was when she had 14 points, added some good ball movement, added some assists, added some like just a little bit of everything jumped a few passing lanes. I'm like, she played like that every half. Like, she would and, – and, and, again, I one thing I'll never do is deny her talent. Yeah. Exceptional scorer, exceptional player. Don't always just like the way that she is utilized. I, and at this point, I'm not even going to say it's on her completely. She has always played like this, but, like, it also falls down to how people utilize her. But it was a game against the Aces, and she had 14 in the first half. She finished with 28. You know, and it was a game, like, in the second half where the wings really collapsed and fell apart. But, like, that first half she had was one of the – I don't want to say better stretches that I've seen her play because, again, never deny her talent. It's just more so her usage and fit into a system. But 
if you play like that every half, I think not only the wings would be better off, but I think I would enjoy watching her more. And and that's again, I it's not that I'm taking away from her talent, it's just more so fitting into a team type thing. Like I think that's why she's so good for all star. You know yeah. what I mean? We we talked about that before. Like she's phenomenal for all star because she is a great isolation scorer and can create space. And that's a very good thing. Very good skill to have, very talented, but also in the uh grand scheme of things, sometimes it makes it hard to watch for me. Yeah, well that's that's what it is, right? It's a lot of it it comes off like we're like hating. And I guess to some people we may be considered that and sometimes we make our jokes. But like when it comes to the on the court like talent stuff it's never like it's always just about an aesthetic like what i like or like what you like you know what i mean i don't like the general iso play but that's not me saying it, it's not good or doesn't have a place in the league it's just not my kind of ass like my favorite basketball to watch but that's why it's also so frustrating when you see her have games like that that it's like i i know there's a player in there that i could like and i just don't get it all that often and that she, she's not playing for me she's playing for the dallas wings and trying to make them a better team but right. I, I can only i can only speak to that um before we get off atlanta or back to anything else uh, just shouts to ad been fantastic since they went over to atlanta so far i, yes. I think that you're seeing exactly what we would have all hoped for with new york i'm not quite sure why it didn't ever happen there this season because the second they're getting a chance here they're thriving. Yes. And I, out. I don't know if you've been to a game since. I, I actually haven't checked to see if they're even a home or away game since. But have, have you seen AD in person yet? Uh, I actually got to meet AD last year when they were okay. still with Liberty. But I haven't seen them play in person yet. Uh, they're playing tonight at home. But I did not want to go today. I trend, they're playing the Wings. Okay. So, like, I honestly just didn't want to go see the Wings. But uh, <laughs> That's so filling. <laughs> But they'll be on, um, I think, Friday they play uh, the Liberty, so I'll be there. Okay, cool. Yeah, that'll be that. And that's a cool, like, little revenge game type of deal. But I just yeah. – it's kind of interesting. Even while we mentioned that they're struggling with injuries, you're seeing something from AD. Aaron McDonald had a really good week last week. So I think it's kind of cool to see, uh, even as, like, the season goes on and some of the the shine of them being like the bright story so far this season is coming off a little bit because other teams are starting to excel in different ways. They're developing interestingly. So I, I think that this is everything they could have really hoped for, honestly, other than the injuries. Yeah, I agree. They, they are felt, uh, excuse me, very well ahead of schedule in my mm-hmm. opinion. And a lot of that comes down to Ryan's play being like a legitimately transcendent talent but also the way they've defended specifically at the point of attack has been very interesting Cheyenne Parker has been really good for them Ari stepping up a little bit Erica Wheeler being uh, more of a facilitator which she could always do but often wasn't specifically asked to do and you know we're seeing her lead the team in assists almost every night when she's on the court and Sometimes I see her passing up shots or lanes that I know she would have taken in previous years for better ones to a teammate. So shout out to Eric Wheeler for that. I am a huge Eric Wheeler fan and, you know, seeing her kind of transition into more of a veteran, um, you know, secondary role. She'll step when she needs to, that she's one of their go-to people in the clutch because she's historically very clutch, but she hasn't lived them in scoring at all uh, in any game, but she's got, what, probably 
eight games where she's led them in assists. So I I think, you know, that's a great fit. And then you add in Monique Billings with her limitless motor and Nia Coffey, who, while she hasn't maybe found the offensive form that she was in last year, is still energizer bunny rebounds, help side defense. And then Christy Wallace has been better than I thought she was going to be in every aspect of the word. I thought, I honestly thought she was mostly just a shooter, but she is much more than that. So shout out to the dream looking good. And then, like you said, AD last two games, 21 points apiece, led the team in scoring. They've got something forming. Uh-huh. One, and this is ahead of the game that you have on Friday. I just, I just looking at the numbers, it's kind of crazy that these, both of these numbers are kind of crazy to me. So I kind of want to, um, throw it out for your consideration. What is a weirder stat to you? And one of these is negative and one of these is positive. So um, that the dream have the second best defensive rating in the league by a, like they're, they're ahead. They're just a 10th of a, or yeah, they're a 10th of a point behind the mystics in, in terms of defensive rating at 95 points per 100 possession. So they're better. They're better than the sun. They're better than the storm. Those are the other teams right in that little conversation there. So what's weird is that they have that or that the Liberty, the team they are playing has the second lowest offensive rating in the league, which is not something I think anyone of any of us would have thought with this Liberty team coming into the season. Both of those are very surprising, but I'm going to have to say the Liberty is more surprising Mm -hmm. simply because Coming into the season, if you look at the Dream roster on paper, aside from maybe Aerie, mm-hmm. like, name a player that sticks out as being a good defender that you know of on that roster. Like, I mean, I watched Nia Coffee last year. She's great help side, mm-hmm. firm protector, help defender. But, like, I thought this team was going to get – Destroyed down low. Well, especially when you consider they're losing somebody like uh, like um, Elizabeth Williams from last right. year and stuff like that. Like there, there was so much turnover on that end that typically you would think the offense would come first and that the defense would would take time for the team to gel, but it has not. Right, and I thought they would get ate up down low and inside. I thought they would struggle uh, on teams with star players, especially, but. That's not been the case. And and I will say, just looking at their schedule, like I think the second half may have a little bit more of a gauntlet than the first half. Not to discredit what they've done, though, because even if you're getting it off against teams that are struggling or weaker teams, like this defense is legit. Tanisha Wright is looking like a defensive guru. She was that when she played, and it's transferring really well to the sideline. The way they play, like so specifically at the POA, is very unique. And it it's kind of a high-risk, high-reward, but sometimes that gets the ball out of players' hands and gets it into play, other players' hands that you'd be like, okay, we can live with that, you know. So um, do I think maybe it is would work if they were making a championship run? No, maybe not. But do I think it works for the team they have together now? And I think they'll probably remain in that top group. Sure. I I could see them staying top five. Yeah. No, I just I, – I thought that – I've seen that thrown around a lot. And I, I, the, the dream is thrown around a lot because theirs is 
they're the best defense and the worst offense, which is such a weird juxtaposition as well. But I just, I think that that, I, I think both teams, both of those teams specifically are actually in this weird transition period in the middle of the season, right? Yes. Because the dream with their injuries and the Liberty still have not had much from Benigel Landis. She's still out with injury and, um, Adding Mary, Marine Johannes. Uh, is it Marine Johannes? I, always, I I stumble over that name every single time. I believe so. It's it, it's. It also depends on which commentator is saying it. Too, yes, which is not helping my case at all. But uh, Johannes has been fantastic, and if I were, that's why I'm jealous of you going on on Friday specifically because to me it, it's. I, I actually again not to keep referencing the clip thread, but I mentioned this in, in there as well that two players that I think are like I think. Johannes is getting the, the hype right now, but I think two players that just make me want to watch games more are Johannes and then Rui Mashida in Washington, just for some of the, the the acrobatics and the passes and stuff that they throw. It's just, it makes a league a more fun place. So I, w- I would be really hyped to see her this week. Yeah. And, and to your point about New York, I'm pretty sure they were ranked first in the league and that's that last week in specifically. Yeah. And so like, I think they're going to turn that around. Obviously they've found something with, running Sabrina off the ball. Natasha Howard has came along really well, kind of finding her footing, which always helps. And even though you're missing Benazir Laney, like they – I always kind of saw them as an experiment anyway. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have my reservations about Rondello and then, you know, just the kind of team construction in general. But um, they're figuring it out. And I think I think – both of those rankings are likely to change. And I don't think either of them will change drastically where it's a negative. Like I think the Liberty will come up. I wouldn't expect the dream to stay number two, but I like, I think they'll probably stay in top five. So like neither of them, I would say are um, super concerning long-term, but both are surprising given where we thought we would be at this point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what else for the rest of the week? Brother, so you talked about not knowing how to say Johan's last name. Mm-hmm. 2K doesn't know it either. <laughs> nah, listen, so check this out, right? If you follow me on Twitter, you've probably seen this, and I wanted to rant about it on here. I've been an avid 2K player my entire life. Well, not my entire life, but since, like, 2K11, right? So, what, like, 11 years, 12 years, whatever. And um, they finally added the W, as we all know. And I specifically waited until the W season was here to dive into the W. And my train of thought was, well, you know, roster changes and updates and rookies and all these things, right? Takes time. Right. And I was like, you know, they they update their rosters like every week. It's like, cool, I'll wait till the W season starts. Tell me why I log in and Liz is still an ace. Angel McCautry is still an ace. Candy Carter is still on a dream. Courtney Williams is still on a dream. This is bad. This is abysmal. Yeah, yeah, it's not like it's it's not like it's like 2006 where we can't live update the game. That's you know what, what I'm mean? Saying. Like you're connected to the internet, bruh. That's what I'm saying. And like, so I put on Twitter, I was like, is this just my game? Or like, did they really not update the rosters? And everybody's like, no, they didn't update the rosters. And I'm like, so you make this big step adding the W and then just neglect it. So then I dive further, right? I was like, okay, well, let's check this out. So I go into the W menu and they have the W, which is like the my player, my career. You have the my WNBA, which is like a my league. Then you have quick play. 
And then they have the playoffs and then these like 2K share setups. So like you can set up scenarios and, and situations and upload them and play them either yourself or other people's. So that's all well and good, right? Those sound cool. So I hop in the W, I hop into my career and I make a point guard. I put my point guard on the sparks. Like I'm a terrible point guard. Definitely my worst position in 2K by far. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm trying a whole new thing. We're going to try something brand new. I don't know how much 2K you play, Corey, but, like, the my career is, like, one of the more popular modes. And you get to build a player. You get to build every attribute, set it to a max or a minimum, what you want, height, weight, everything. And it runs it into its system, and it comes out with an archetype. So, like, if I make a player that is predominantly good at finishing, shooting, and defending, it might be called, like, a two-way offensive threat or something like that. I don't know. There's like a bunch of different archetypes. Well, in the W, you don't get to do that. They have like seven for you to choose from that are predisposed or predetermined. And you just pick one and they have. So in 2K, another important thing is your badges, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the the system or the parts of your player that are better usually get more badges. So my, my player in um, my career on the NBA side is a two-way, three-level scorer. So I'm good at slashing, shooting, and defending and don't have a lot in playmaking. Badge counts like 25 finishing, 28 shooting, like 19 playmaking, and like 26 defending, something like that, right? So pretty well-rounded, but, you know, with a distinct limitation. So in a W, you just get to pick. You don't don't get to create. You just have to pick. And it has predetermined badge counts and, like, I went with a playmaking shot creator. So it's like, it's like 20, it's like 22 finishing, 26 shooting, 25 playmaking, like seven defense, which is so bad. And then in the men's side, you, uh, you, when you play, you get VC, virtual currency, and you have to spend it on each individual attribute upgrade. Okay. So like, Taking my, we'll say, taking my perimeter defense from a sixty to a seventy mm-hmm. would cost whatever. It depends on your build. Everything's different. Like I have a a center who is like the most expensive build I've ever had, and like he's at ninety, but like to get him to ninety two is like twenty three thousand BC, which is ridiculous. Um, but anyway, in the W, that's not how it works. You play a game and you get the my points. And then it, like, gives you, like, blanket upgrades. So in the first game, I went from a 75 to, like, a 79. And now I'm already up to, like, 85, and I've played, like, four games. That's, That's weird. Eight. And then um, in the men's side, you can go to all these stores and shops. Adidas, Nike, Jordan, Under Armour. Uh, Swags is, like, the in-game store or whatever and buy clothes. In the W side, like, there's no neighborhood. You don't get to walk around. You don't get to do anything. And you have to level up to unlock different clothes. It's like my player doesn't even have on arm sleeve, leg sleeve, accessories, or anything because I don't have them unlocked yet, which is super weird. And so It seems like you'd have to go out of your way to make it a different game. So, like, my thing about it is, like, I'm not expecting them to have – it'd be one-to-one. That seems like a massive undertaking for a, for a developer that I didn't would not expect to take such a massive undertaking, right? But I expected better than this because they made such a big deal about 
having the W side for it to be literally like a shell. I don't even know what to call it. It's abysmal. And so, so yeah, like you can't do a lot of the things. And even if you don't have a neighborhood or anything like that, like at least keep the attribute system the same or clothes or whatever, like do something, keep something the same. And then on top of that, like in the men's side, one of the big game modes is the park. Mm-hmm. You can go to the park and play one on one, two on two, three on three. You have the rec where you can play five on five. All you have on this is three on three. It's all you get. And you just load into it and play it. And I'm just like, bro. And then again, like this would be bearable if the rosters were updated. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's everything. It's everything combined really sucks. And so, and so then I hop into the my W side and I make the little my league and I'm experimenting with it. And I do a fantasy draft, protect four players from each team. And like I said, I've, I've, I've built a, a dynastic team. So I pick, I pick the sparks. Obviously I'm going to read you this roster. I'm going to read it on the pod just so everybody understands what I've built here. And, and you, and the cool, I will say the cool thing about this is you can put in different rules. Um, like, like the W is like really disgusting. Uh, mm-hmm. You can make it the shot clock. If you get an offensive rebound, it resets to 24, 14, or doesn't at all. Um, trade rule, like they had rules like that are probably going to be discussed or implemented. That's cool. Yeah, that was cool. So I did change some of the rules. I uh, updated the playoff format, 355, whatever. So I did the, the draft, and I had the fourth pick. And I picked the Sparks. I protected Neca, Cheney, Britt, and uh, who, who was the last person I protected? Uh, I protected Lauren Cox. She's still on the team, and I needed a cheap contract. So my team consists of those four. And then I added Skyler, Bree Jones, Alicia Gray, uh, my girl CB, Natasha Cloud, Mo Billings, Rebecca Allen, Natisha Heideman. Nia Coffey, Dee Dee Richards, and Arella. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Absolutely insane team. And we played the Wings in the first game and beat them by like forty five. Like it was literally like one hundred five to sixty. But um, but then like they're giving me all these like tasks and things, and like the assistant GM has demanded I get rid of Brianna Jones already, and all these things. It's kind of weird. Um, and you have like action points you can do every day, which is kind of weird. Um, so I, I will say this seems, this is, I, I've never played a my league mode, but this seems pretty, uh, similar to the, the men's side of the, my league mode. What I've learned in this though, Alicia Gray doesn't wear her goggles and you cannot equip them. I went to her player and tried to customize her and equip them. And they're not even an option. Diamond Shields doesn't have her goggles, not even an option. And I'm on the lookout for other signature things that are missing. The age of leg I'm sleeve. Like, well, I'm sure the leg sleeve, their leg sleeve's easy, but like they only have the goggles. But you can wear goggles on the men's side. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like Horace Grant has his own. Kareem and his later teams has his own. So I don't know what that is. But yeah, so all in all, 2K unsurprisingly has dropped the ball with this W side. It'd be kind of cool. And again, this is not an expectation. Because I've been playing 2K hardcore enough, long enough to know 
the shortcomings of this game studio. But if there was an actual W game standalone, that would be so cool. And and before I got to acknowledge back in, I think, 19 or 20, NBA Live successfully implemented both. Like they had, you could be a, uh, you could be a male or female character, and the female characters had everything main characters had. You could play it. If I I may be misremembering this part, but I think they had like co-ed servers. Like you could play with men or women in the park. Like I remember playing the demo of it and trying that. I had a a center. Uh, she was like six eight. Like I made like a BG build and um. It was structured the way it was structured was like you picked a archetype and it put you on like a ladder, mm-hmm. like a skills tree type thing. So it was a little different, but like both can be done. It just means you don't got to be lazy with it. But 2K is notorious for being incredibly lazy. So, uh, but I, I am I'm keeping this plea alive to anyone that listens this far into our pod. If you want to help me make an update or roster, hit me up. I've already moved all the players that are in the game around. I'm missing rookies and need to update and either improve or decrease ratings and things like that. But hit my line because I uh, would love to do this undertaking. I'm just not confident enough to do it myself. It seems like a lot of work. So I I, I hear you, man. That's I, I I appreciate what you're doing, and I like I like I used to be in the 2K. Not I was never good at it, and that's part of why I got out of being in the 2K. But it, I it would be nice to see them actually, you know, put some effort in on the women's yes. side. Yes. Uh, and and so ahead. yeah, I mean, I was just gonna say like I'm still gonna play it because like I've said this before about 2K on Twitter. It's a broken game, but it's a beautiful broken mess, and I'm enjoying playing it. But I need them to come harder in 23, come more correctly. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, and then the only other news of the week that really, that I don't think we've addressed was um, Natalie Ajanwa has been, it looks like they, she's on, uh, ready to be coming back, which I'm excited because I like Natalie Ajanwa. I was pretty high on her coming into this season. I don't know that anything is going to really fix the links until Sylvia Fowles is back, and even then they were struggling with her, but definitely happy to see Natalia Chanwa back on the basketball court. That makes one of us. I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. I just – I think she got paid too much. I uh, think that her contract is one of the specific things holding the links back respectfully, uh, but I'm glad she got her money. You know, good for her on doing that and – I don't know. She's just, uh, she just is what she is. She's, she's a player. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but she is a player. Yeah. An- another cool thing I wanted to acknowledge too, too, pardon me. Did you see, uh, Chelsea Gray's shoes? I didn't. So they gave, her, she got a colorway. Oh. Also, apparently, Elena de la Don has a custom shoe. That's dope. I I saw that yesterday, so I'm gonna send you both of those. So there's Chelsea Gray player edition colors, and then let me go find. Let me go find this other one. I will send you the Elena Della Don. Oh, oh gosh, those are sick. 
And then here's the EDD issue. And the EDD issue is actually super tough. Like, I I don't usually like Nike shoes. Oh, those but, are tough. But, like, they're super tough. And she's got, like, three or four different colorways. Yeah. Already. The Pride ones are tough. Like the Pride ones are tough. They kind of remind me of the Paul Georges and Kyrie kind of like a hybrid of the two. And they, they they look really good. So I'm I'm hyped for her. You know, signature shoes are such a big deal. Really and truly. I don't think people realize how important signature shoes are. Yeah. And so to see more W players get those, even if it's just the colorway, like Chelsea Gray, like she just got a colorway. No, but I would admit, like, I, I know sneakers are obviously tough to get, like, with how popular things are right now. But, man, those, those Chelsea Grant ones are insane. And they say point God on the back. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. So, shout out to shout out to Chelsea. Shout out to Adidas and Nike for, you know, more openly investing in the W side than they have in years past as well. I think that's always a good sign, but. I need them to be become available for purchase. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. ASAP, for sure. Uh, I know this this isn't uh, W or anything like that, but it's basketball, and I feel like it's worth mentioning. Uh, rest in peace, Caleb Swan. Again, that's the news of the day. I, I keep saying the news of the day, but uh, that's the basketball news of the day to me. I, I think that's just a terribly sad and crazy story, and I would have been remiss if I did not mention it. Yeah, um, I was a huge fan of his in college he, yeah he would i don't usually watch a lot of college closely but he was one of those players that like man like i remember hearing about his story and they were talking about how he got his you know he really didn't start playing to like ninth or tenth grade because he was literally like penniless like not even homeless not even poor like no he they said he was living under a bridge yeah and he had like a family and they his brothers and cousins were all like incarcerated and stuff like that and I remember he came to the league and had a little run with Portland, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. and played for a couple of years and then was out of the league. And I started hearing people talking about how, you know, he's kind of struggling again. And I saw that picture went around of him and he mm-hmm. was like 400 pounds and people said a lot of disgusting things about him yeah. at that point in time. And then to hear this is very, very saddening, you know, and it goes to show. They said it was natural causes too, which is crazy. Yeah. What, like 26? 25. 25. And a former professional athlete. It's just, there's just so many factors to it where I, I, I mean, I would be willing to go as far as where the system let him down. Yeah. You know, and it just, yeah. I yeah, it's 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 awful, and it just like you said, like you said about the comments and stuff. Like you, n- you never know what people are going through. You never know what people's hardships in life are, and like to sit there and just make a joke because you saw a picture. Like you don't know how that affects somebody. Like I, I get it. We all make jokes, but what? Like there's a line, and I know a lot of people cross it with that. And it's just it's really tough, man. It's you just assume that. I know a lot of people, especially like people with their Twitter fingers, just assume well somebody made it to college to play pro or to play sports and then made it to the NBA, so they everything in life is golden. And it's just like you just don't know, and yeah, definitely 
definitely, definitely sad. I, like I said, I don't mean to bring the podcast down. I don't mean to distract from what we're here to usually talk about, but I felt like I know we had talked about, I, I we talked about it before, like earlier in the day when the news broke and it's just, it's just such a sad story and it, it relates to the world of basketball. So I, I could not mention it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100% on that. And, you know, the W itself is so active on mental health and athletes mm-hmm. well-being and things like that. Like it ties in, not just it's, it ties in on the court and off of it. Really, really, truly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that does it for this episode. We will be back later in the week with our normal second episode of the week. Hopefully Chris is back by then feeling better. And uh, we will catch you later this week on Apple edition. <laughs> <laughs>